preach a very powerful message I've titled The Greatest Miracle. The Greatest Miracle. We are in a month of revival fire. All revival fire talks about is Jesus, the cross, salvation, deliverance, kingdom work, dedication to the things of God. That is revival. And you cannot talk about revival without talking about what really brought the church into being. And this morning I'm preaching a subject titled The Greatest Miracle. I thought you clap. John 3.16 John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. I, I, I was so inspired one day when I heard a preacher preach the sermon. I literally took the note word to word and I said one day I will preach this message and today you are going to hear this powerful message. Give the Lord a mighty clap, offering. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 2 verse 3. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 3. How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation which is at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that had how can we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? Somebody may be here and you may not really understand what it meant for God to save your sins. We may be here and we may not appreciate the weight of salvation. We may be here and... We may not even, maybe you are here, you don't even know him as your Lord and personal Savior. But this morning, after I finish preaching, I'm trusting God that you will receive this man I'm about to introduce to you. I thought you'd say amen. amen. We have outgrown the messages of, the, of salvation. Anytime a pastor is going to preach about salvation, sometimes if you are not careful, you will say that, oh, it is elementary, but it's not true. It's not true. Salvation is the reason why we came to church. There is no miracle God can ever perform for us that will be greater than this salvation he did for us. No one can escape the coming destruction except he is saved. Until we are saved, until a man is saved, he cannot escape the coming destruction. There is a coming destruction. There is a coming judgment. There is a coming fire. The only way you can escape is when you are saved. The name of the Lord unto us is a great tower of salvation. The righteous run into it and they are saved. The only place of safety on earth is in the name of Jesus. And this morning, I pray that if you are here and you don't know him as your personal savior, you will receive him as your personal savior. Hallelujah. You can only escape hellfire by salvation in Jesus Christ. 
Hellfire is prepared for the devil, his agents, and those who will believe in him. And those who will disobey God. But I see that you are not going to disobey God. I said, I, I see that you are not going to disobey God. How do we disobey God? When we neglect salvation. When we neglect salvation. It's very easy for us to neglect salvation. For us not to pay attention. The word neglect means to not to pay attention. Not to give attention to. Not to appreciate. Oh, they, I, I, I was neglected. He neglected me. My parents neglected me. It's possible for you to neglect this great salvation. It's possible for us to neglect this great work that Jesus has done for us. But I'm praying for you this morning that you will pay attention to this salvation that the Lord gave to us. I thought you would say a big amen. The greatest and biggest miracle to happen to you is not your long-awaited wedding. It's not your, your purchase of a new house. It's not that breakthrough to get that new job. The greatest and biggest miracle to happen to a man is for the man to be born again. It's for the man to have salvation. It's for the man to know Jesus Christ. It's for the man to become a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's for you and I to see the light and become the light in the name of Jesus. All other miracles, no matter how big they are, they cannot be compared to the greatest miracle, which is salvation. I thought you were clapping. You can have all the other miracles if you miss this miracle, the other miracles are meaningless, they are useless, and they have no impact on your destiny. Unfortunately, in our generation, both people in church and out of church, we treasure the miracles that make us happy on earth, and we don't pay attention. We don't pay. So Paul told them, fight your own salvation with fear and trembling because it is so delicate. It is so precious. It's so important. You see, salvation is like the key to your house. Hello? Salvation is like the key. It's like the key to the main building. Salvation, without salvation, you can have everything in this building. Without the key, nothing can take place. We will all be outside there. Salvation is the greatest miracle that can ever happen to you. And when you become saved, you need to treasure your salvation. You need to build in your salvation. You need to be strong in your salvation. Because if you neglect this great salvation, you cannot escape the destruction that is coming. Give the Lord a good clap offering in the house. It's so, it's, it, it, it's, it's, it's almost like when you are hearing the message of salvation, it's not deep. You want some deep message. Knowledge is not wisdom. So sometimes it takes God to speak to you twice. It takes God to speak to you ten times 
for you to actually get the wisdom. Because last week we were told that you can know that alcohol kills and yet you are drinking alcohol. You can know that alcohol will give you kidney disease and yet you'll be drinking. You can know that bribing somebody can end you in prison. Yet, people know that killing others for ritual money is against God's will. And yet, because they want to be rich, they forget the consequence. There is a consequence when we neglect this great salvation. I'm going to give some seven or six points, maybe two or three to you. Why salvation is the greatest miracle that can ever happen to a man. The first thing I want to mention is it is a great miracle to be forgiven of your sins. It's a great miracle. For God to say, I have forgiven you. It's a great miracle. For God to say, I have forgiven you. There was a man in the church. He had a very bad encounter with a wife. He went to work, came home earlier than normal, and met a man on his wife. Hey! I don't know what the man was doing. But he met the man on his wife. He came to report the, the woman to the pastor, the pastors. And he was furious. Everybody knew what he would do because everybody knows that if, if you catch your wife with another man in your house, if you don't take care, you murder the man or you wound him. And you throw away your wife. But to the amazement of the pastors, he did not divorce the wife. It's a great miracle for your sins to be forgiven. It's a great, because some of the sins we have committed, eh, if God is to hold us, you won't come and sit here in church. No, no, what you did last week and even yesterday, you are not, you are, you are not permitted to sit here. Yeah. But the man told the pastors, I will not divorce my wife. Then he told the wife, you are forgiven. Don't do that again. <laughs> you are forgiven. Don't do that again. They are still together, happily married. It's a great miracle for God to look at you. Bless, look at you and tell you your sins have been forgiven. Can you imagine that maybe you were in the shoes of Atai and you were in court, evidences against you. And all of a sudden, when everybody thought they are going to sentence you, is under prison, I think 120 years. When people were expecting, I think the place is warm. People were expecting 
that they have come to judge you 120 years in prison. Then the judge said, the state says that you have been forgiven. It's heavy. Salvation! You see, we, we, we have neglected it. I mean, we don't pay attention to the weight of salvation. When you are supposed to die, God says that you will live. When you are supposed to be condemned, God says that you will not be condemned. It's a great miracle for our sins to be forgiven. Give the Lord a mighty clap of it. If you want to know why I say it's a miracle, Satan sinned against God once. God never forgave him. He's in hell. No chance for repentance. But you and I, because his image is in us, he look at us and say, your sins have been If you think about the weight of that sin, and God looks at you and say, your sins have been forgiven. Is it not a miracle? Talk to me. Is it not a miracle? What do you think will go in the mind of this wife that the husband caught? And even the pastors were okay, ready to say, Madam, this one, yes, 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 you. You were caught pants down. <laughs> so, the only condition God permits for divorce is unfaithfulness. So please, it's over. When they were all ready for that, the husband told them, I love my wife, I've forgiven her, and we are continuing the marriage. What do you think will go on in the heart of the woman? That is what Jesus did for you. When the devil is pointing accusing fingers at you even this morning. Jesus is saying I've forgiven him. I've forgiven her. I've forgiven him. I've forgiven her. What other miracle do you think is bigger than this? I thought you are clapping for Jesus. is what we call the forgiveness of sins. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 18. He said, come and let us reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red as crimson, they shall be white as wool or they shall be made as wool. Now, let me explain those two just opposing words. Skelet and snow and what? Um, um, crimson and wool. Skelet is red. Crimson is red. But they are two different things. Snow and wool. The Bible didn't use those words just for saying seko. Hello? Skelet is material. Snow is dissolvable water. Crimson is like a stain. 
Like what you do blue. Hmm? Potassium per magnet. What you call blue? Potassium per magnet. <laughs> Crimson stains. So, what he's trying to say, no matter how pronounced and evident your sin is, I will make it as white as snow. Skelet is red. Red. Material is red. It can never be made white. Except God. The crimson stains and is permanent. I'll make it as white as wool. If God can make your sons from crimson to look like wool, is it not a great miracle? That the enemy will not have an evidence. Because if it's not, if he doesn't make it as white as wool, and he leaves a dot, the enemy will hold it and use it against you. But I said, hide the law. I will make it as white. I pray that you will begin to appreciate the weight, the treasure of your salvation. Somebody give the Lord a good clap offering in the house. Salvation is the greatest miracle. Miracle. Any miracle that will not lead you to your salvation is a death trap. Greatest miracle. Number two, it is always a miracle for your sin to be wiped away. For your sins to be wiped is a is a great is a follow up to the first one. To be wiped away. To be forgiven and then to be wiped away. It is a miracle for you not to have a record of your sins in the database of the enemy. Are you here? It's a miracle that your name, the sins, the gravity of the sins God has forgiven you is not in the database of the enemy. To wipe you. You see, sometimes you can lose some materials on your computer and you can't find it again. Like if you are changing your iPhone and you reset. Anytime God forgives you, he resets you. So the devil has no record of your sins. The blood washes your sins away and makes you as white as snow. Is it not a miracle? Some people did what you did and they got damaged. And you are here. It's a great miracle. He's expecting you to clap. It is as if the man never sinned again. When God forgives you, you give your life to him. He forgives you your sins. It's as if you never sinned. That is why he renews. It's a renewal. It's a re-establishment. It's taking you back to Eden. Where Adam was fully operating until the fall. 
The fall reduced the glory on man. But when we give our life to him again, there is total, total, total restoration. I pray for you today that from today you will appreciate the weight, the weight, the weight of your salvation in the name of Jesus. In the well system, the record of your past record or the record of your past criminal acts is very important to them. Anytime you are going to look for a job, a very significant job, a job that is worthy of celebrating, they ask you for what? They ask you for what? A criminal report. Because that is the system of man. We we don't forget your criminal act. It's very important to us. I don't know whether a prisoner can become a president in Ghana. I don't think so. I'm not so sure. That's why I say I, 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 I don't know. Your criminal record in the sight of men can never be forgiven. They will use it. You can get the qualification. You can be competent. If two people are competent, they have the qualification, they have the stature, but one has a criminal act record against him. They won't won't give him the appointment. And God says, I have wiped yours away. What men can deny you of because of this? I, the Lord, I'll give it to you in heaven. Is it not a great miracle? It's a great miracle. Now you see, we easily neglect it. We don't see it as pastor, I'm preach some beyacious message and let's this one is too, it's for babes. Eh? That is the basis of our judgment. If your sins are wiped away. Sometimes, it is only you that knows this. You, you are the only reason why that sin is still in remembrance. Because you are remembering it. <laughs> so it's better, so when you become born again, it's better to walk away from those sins. Because the devil will always try to remind you in your mind. But in the sight of God, he has wiped it away. So while you are walking, your mind, your head is through guilty conscience. But you see, it's the devil deceiving you. What God has forgiven you, he has forgiven you. It is a great blessing to have our sins wiped away. Hebrews chapter 8 verse 11 to 12. Hebrews chapter 8 verse 11 to 12. And they shall not teach every man his neighbor and every man his brother saying, Know the Lord, for all shall know me from the least to the greatest. Verse 12. He said, For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. Hebrews 10, 16 to 17. Hebrews 10, 16 to 17. The same scripture coined in a different way. He said, this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days. Say the Lord, I will put my laws into their heart and in their minds will I write them. Verse 17. And their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. It is a great miracle that though your sins were like crimson, the blood of Jesus serves as the bleach. 
It washes that thing away and you become as white as snow. And God begins to move you and build you and elevate you and people will not understand. Is that not that sinner? Is that not that criminal? Is that not that womanizer? Is that not that drinker? But they did not know that the blood of Jesus took away the sins, washed away the consequences, empowered you to overcome. I pray for you today that you will receive Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior and hold as a treasure the salvation he gave to you. Give him a mighty clap offering. When we forget the essence of salvation, we, we, will, we, will, we will join all kinds of brotherhood, all kinds of um, spiritual bodies, all kinds of occult system because you want to be rich, you want to, to have money. You are, I mean, there was somebody, an, an alleged occultist who, who was confessing on radio and was talking about how they place demand on him. No, those things, they are dangerous. Don't be deceived. They will tell you, oh, this one, you just do, you just bring this sacrifice. This one is not like the others. You do this one, no, you are, you are, you are done. No. So he went and they took him to a country, a West African country. When he got there, he took a car. When he got somewhere, they took a boat. And when they got somewhere, they didn't take any boat. He was there. No, he appeared in a big house. Hey, you got there, they, they asked him, you have to sleep with eight people every day. When he was leaving, the person who drove him on the boat, he asked, oh, I want to visit, oh, don't pay. You'll be coming here three months time. When you are coming, I want aborted babies three. Then every time he sleeps with a woman, the women die. So you ladies, when we are warning you, stop, continue. <laughs> they are on a wild hunt. Take yourself. And they are, you say, I'm an elder in the church. Now they've increased the demand. This one is not hearsay. And so anytime he finishes sleeping with a lady, by the time he goes to his room, the ring is there. And money, all, the, all denominations, all types of money will be there. He said, now he's tired. He wants deliverance. When he was saying he was tired, people were calling that, give us the number to the place you went. When you're out there, we are my uncle. Maybe my own will be different. People were calling the producer. So what is the contact number of the people he went to see? One guy also made so much money and when he decided to walk out, he wanted to go and withdraw all the money from his account. <laughs> ATM. Not TSO. What the same? Not paper, paper. Paper. ATM. I just go, they get money. He alone, when he was there, when he. Yeah. The same spirit that vomited the money is standing with you. About. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> 
you think you are, you are, you are smart. But you know, it's okay, next person, they take money. It's not, it's not story. When we forget where we are going and whose we are, we want to do things. And the guy is tired. How can you sleep with 30 different women a month? How then? You will die. He says he is tired. <laughs> Not one round. No. <laughs> he is tired. He can't. They should deliver him. They call this pastor. They call him. Hello, Joseph. So, my uncle, the pastor. So, I say, elder. When we forget salvation, no matter what happens to us, we must turn by our burnt offering. Because whether in good times or bad times, whether we live or we die, we live and we die unto the Lord. I thought you are clapping. What shall it profit a man when he gains the whole world and he loses his soul? You don't need any brotherhood to make it. For what? See, they, are, they, are, they, they, they have a club where they go and service men. Pot bellied men. You think the money, $500 for one night, you know what they've done to you? When we forget what Jesus did for us. And most of the time, these people are not really technical unbelievers. So they are people who are who have cried and given their life to Christ. These are people known in churches. Because we neglect the weight of what Jesus did for us. Because of time. Let me do the third one. I'll do four in the, in the wedding passage. Give the Lord a mighty clap of hands. No hunger should take you to hell. No hunger. No difficulty should take you to hell. No famine to cause you to sell your soul to the devil. It's better to be wretched and live with Christ than to be a splendorous and go with the devil. Number three. It is always a miracle for somebody to have a person, who, to, to love a person with many mistakes. It's a miracle for God to look at you, a man full of mistakes Errors, sins, iniquity. You are, um, you are, you know, you know yourself. You are full of sin. But God, uh, God looks at you and says that I love you. It's a great miracle. Who are we that we should even come to church? You know, hey, they are talking of people going to church. You, you, you. you if men should judge us by our sins, in fact, they will even come and pull you out of the church. Now, yeah, the 
Jai, 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 rough. What was person, person? Yao, Mempesa, person. Obesa, sorry, no. So for Obesa, sorry, no. Who knew no? It's a great blessing that Jesus will look at you and look at me and say that I love him. Jesus met them chasing a woman caught in the very act of adultery. He didn't join them. He was the righteousness of God. He didn't join them to kill us. No, he stopped them. He said, if any of you are without sin, take the first stone and throw it. None of them. Amazing. For all you know, some of the men in the crowd have patronized the woman before. And now, me said, let us one now, Ojan, so he was leading the gang. We will kill you today. And Jesus said, You, <laughs> you don't know, Jesus. <laughs> he will kill you today. You were with me. What did you go and do with that man? Jesus, let's kill him. Let's kill him. Jesus said, Nobody, if you are without sin, take the first stone and throw. It's a great blessing. A great blessing that. In spite of all, most of us have stopped being friends with people who are naughty. Who, you, you call them dangerous. Be careful of dangerous friends. Be careful of strange friends. Be careful of people who buy bikes against you. Those are the messages you like. <laughs> Be careful of fake friends. Jesus knows you are a fake daughter. But he says, I love you. You are not clapping. It's a message. When you lift your hands, we give you glory. That's a fake sound. But devil, I love him. I still love him. I still love him. Is it a good message? That's a fake, a fake guy. Then the devil comes to God. Can you see them? They are fake. Yes, I know. I know Judas, but I'm anointing him as an apostle. You are, you are not clapping because you, you don't know what it means. It's a great blessing for somebody to... to to, to love the unlovable. In Ghana, most people will not marry women who are, or marry anybody who are severely physically challenged. People will laugh at you. Ghanaians will look at you some way. <laughs> yeah. They are by engagement. They are waiting for bride. Stop imagining. I have not mentioned anything. That brings, it, that brings me to a story, Mr. Ibu. Promise me you won't laugh. That's the last story I'm saying and I'll close. It's one of his old movies. I, I, I wish they would be playing those than this acted everyday royal, royal, royal. My majesty, my name. We want the local ones. So he was in the trotro, as we call it, and whilst he was there, this fine lady was sitting in front of him. He was rapping the girl. The girl has a nice face. Beautiful rap. Oh, you've, you've, you've betrayed me. You said you laugh. So 
he, assuming he was going to Clagon, then the lady said he's dropping at estate. <laughs> then he said, oh, I'm, I'm alighting here. <laughs> I, won't, I won't say it again. You people, you people, <laughs> you people have spoiled it, you know. When they got down, then the lady started like this. Then he ran back to them. I'm going to Clagon. Stop. Most of us, we will never marry a severely, a severely physically challenged person. But Jesus looks at you. You are severely spiritually challenged. Whilst we were yet sinners, Christ loved us. When you go for such weddings, you, 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 you see the bride as a burden on them. But love can become burdensome. True love. True love. Some children can worry their parents. Eh? Their parents wish they had the right to kill them. Po, po, po! If, uh, uh, if God was your father, you know by now he's killed you. <laughs> I'm dialing numbers. 020-2525. You would have shot you. Po, 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 po. <laughs> and every short sound would mean a lot. on us. God looked beyond what men cannot take their eyes off. When man sees you, they see that. When God sees you, he sees the blood. And he said, I died for that man. I'm prepared to be patient with him until he grows into the full stature of my image. Romans chapter 5 verse 8. Why would Jesus come so low to save us? But God commended his love towards us in that whilst we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. God loved us when we were dead. God loved us when we were nowhere to be found. When we were lost, he died for us. We don't argue with people for salvation, I told you. Don't go there and argue with people. Don't let somebody sit you down and begin to ask you useless questions. Where is God? Where did God come from? Where is the mother of God? Where is the you are not there. The Bible said God created the heavens and the earth. Finish. You go, you ask the person, hey, do you want to live or die? I want to live. Close your eyes, take Christ. Do you want to be healed? Do you want to be delivered from sicknesses? Do you want to be delivered from witches and wizards? Do you have witches in your hometown, in your family? Yeah. Do you want to be delivered? Yes. Close your eyes. Receive Christ. Simple. You don't go and start a Bible study or a Bible school. You know, the, the, the theology. Say, 
you are going to eat. God didn't send you there to start a Bible school. Go and preach the word of life as simple as it is. I see you being saved forever. I see you being saved forever. In the name of Jesus. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering. Every sinner can become a saint. For God so loved the world. Every sinner can become a saint. When I sit down and I'm on social media and I see all these beautiful girls and this hardcore hip life artist and they are singing and you see crowds. Crowds. I don't see them in their sins. All the voice that I hear in my spirit is, God, when would this guy become born again? They will win souls than you. Yeah. What you are too gentle to do, they will do for Jesus. So why condemn them? Why not pray that one day, like what happened to the other guy outside? What's his name? Huh? I don't know them. I just and it's true when I say I don't know that I don't know their songs. I don't know how to sing. If you lift it, I'll just be looking at you. Because you, if you are born again, you must not desire the system of the world, but you must love those that are in the world to save them. Yeah. God is interested in everybody. Every sinner can become a saint. Most of you here, you never thought that you could become. I said, you never thought. You never could imagine. You, you never could envision. Two years ago, five years ago, there was nothing like church in your life. But today, you are in church. I want you to clap your hands and be on your feet right now. Begin to talk to God. Talk to God. Thank Him for salvation. Don't ask Him for anything. Thank Him for salvation. Thank Him for salvation.
two hands. Let's sing to him. giving your life to Jesus no one has led you to Christ you've not prayed a sinner's prayer you want to say pastor I want you to lead me to Christ I want you to lead me to Christ I want you to lead me to pray the sinner's prayer all eyes closed just lift up your right hand I want to lead you to Christ it's the greatest decision you ever do if your hands are uplifted higher, let me see. Yes, Lord. Close your eyes, everyone. It's between you and your God. Just lift it up. Everyone is born again. Okay, you are here. You want to say, God, I want to recommit myself to you. You have given your life to Christ before, but your, the, your walk with God has been hampered. I want you to lift your hands up. Right hand. Yes, God bless you. I see many people now. Let's pray this prayer together. Say, Lord Jesus, I thank you for today. I thank you for salvation. Say, oh Lord, I know I'm battling in this journey. But Lord, your strength is made perfect in my weakness. Strengthen me. Empower me. Let the light of the gospel become real to me. Say, oh Lord, help me to commit to this work. Say, I pray that the power of sin will have no dominion over my life. According to the scriptures, I declare right now, I'm a child of God. I'm a servant of the most high God. In the name of Jesus, so help me God. Give the Lord a mighty clap of faith. Hallelujah. Please take your seat wherever you are.